Welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, I'm joined by special guest, Lucretia Bach. Lucretia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate being on. Yes. Um, one, thank you for your time. And I'm excited. I think, you know, you and I discussing already and seeing your influence that you have, I'm excited that you're going to be able to share principles from your journey and that the audience tuned in are going to be able to hear these uh these nuggets of of our pearls of uh of value to be able to apply to their life and then their journey to be able to help them out yes thank you thank you all right so i do want to make sure that people listening in know who you are so i'm sitting down with a commercial real estate advisor at ncg commercial real estate did i get that right uh, you did exactly all right yeah. so let me ask you um, what inspired you to become a commercial real estate advisor well, it's a it's an odd story. It's not one you're going to hear every day, but mm -hmm. I had a dream, oh, okay. and I believe in dreams, and I yes. believe that there's a purpose and a, a point to the dream. Mm -hmm. And I basically the dream meant the interpretation of the dream because there's an interpretation mm -hmm. um, was that uh, commercial real estate or real estate as a whole mm -hmm. wasn't exactly commercial, but real estate was my mission field yes and i believe every per a person has a purpose and a destiny mm -hmm. and i want to help people meet their purpose and destiny and the way i do that is through commercial real estate and it started in a dream all right that's where it started and, and you know what all the people that have come on they have a different journey or a different genesis if you will of mm -hmm. where this started it might be have been a suggestion by a friend it might i, I think a sh um I think while I was talking to Julia, you know, our mutual friend, um, Julia um, Matika. Yes. And we were talking on, on Monday a few days ago, and she was just sharing her vision for being an author came from a friend. So you might have a dream or you might have a friend, but thinking about our mission field, and I, I like how you tied in your purpose of yes. why I'm here. Sure. And you've identified yours, and I'm here to make an impact and be influential yeah. in commercial real estate. Right. I love hearing that. Thanks. So let's talk about leadership. When did you first see yourself as a leader? I was I was under the age of 10 mm -hmm. and um I got a group of people together kids, mm -hmm. you know, yes. to go see the movie The Money Pit. Okay. Now this is a long time ago, so mm -hmm. these um these kids it, they all I put a list together mm. and I had a good mix of boys and girls uh -oh. who showed Big up. Time. And mm -hmm. you know we got to the movie and I looked down the aisle and I was like, I was able to put this group together. Yes. And they followed. Mm -hmm. So I realized that I had something that, you know, that would be able to congregate people, mm -hmm. um, make people, you know, interested in doing something for, for a mutual benefit. Yes. And something that was really neat. So yes. yeah, that's, I was pretty young. I, I love hearing it was a simple task or simple entertainment of going to see a movie and you identifying right. that because i think about the children and i think about even myself growing up i was and i've asked when did i first see myself you sure. know in as a leader or as a communicator or anything like that or with the many people with their with their children they're they're thinking about their kids how can i help identify their gifts right. and their purpose or their calling right and mm -hmm. but for you I, I love hearing about how you were influencing these you were organizing you created some structure and there was a plan of where y'all y'all would be and you got everybody together so that, that's big time Thanks. big time for a yeah, child we did it uh -huh, uh -huh. we did it it was an interesting movie it makes you not want to buy a, a house that needs still a lot of renovation so 
Okay, so the money pit was even tied into your calling and your career regarding uh somewhat, somewhat. You okay, you, you don't want to buy an old house that needs a bunch of money because you never know how much more that it needs mm-hmm. than what what's behind the wall. Yes, see, I didn't realize. I, um, I I didn't um, I'm not as familiar with money pit, but it's fascinating that it's still re- related to your calling of real estate sure, yeah. and seeing your leadership journey, even that genesis of when you first saw yourself that way. Yeah, but I did buy a, a house to renovate in Florida when I lived there, so. Okay. Uh, I didn't necessarily learn a lesson from Money Pit and okay, then avoid no. them completely. But, no, no, I got you. I got you. No, Florida. Okay. So you have to be on another podcast to talk about your Florida journey because yeah. I didn't know there was a Florida element to your journey. So yeah. uh, we'll have to talk more about that one. Well, let's let's discuss. So I asked you about being a leader when, when you first saw yourself. When did you first see yourself as an entrepreneur? You know, my dad has always been very good at um, making sure I understood what you could do with your talents. Mm -hmm. And um, I created this clay taco. Clay taco. This taco out of clay. Okay. And um, it had all the elements of a taco. Mm-hmm. It looked exactly like a taco uh-huh. with the little fingers on the side. <laughs> okay. And um, I got finished. I painted it so it looked real. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, it's kid real, right? Right, it's, right. It's not real, real, but it's mm-hmm. kid real. And my dad was like, you could sell that. Uh-oh. He was trying to figure out, you know, trying to help me to monetize my gift. Yes. And so, I realized at a young age that things can be monetized from mm-hmm. what I was doing and that I could be one of those people. Wow. But my dad was always trying to help me figure out how to monetize mm-hmm. my gifts and how to monetize things that and that that I did. And and that's one of them, the clay taco was clay kind of taco. A, a start there. Yes. To, to that. You could write a book on the clay taco. I could. I could write a book <laughs> on the clay taco. I don't yes. even know where it is. Now, you know what's interesting about it is you you reminded me of this is when I was in elementary school and um and I, I was I grew up here in San Antonio so I grew yes. up on the southeast side and um I don't know how or what but my mom would go to the flea market on the weekends so yeah. we'd go to the flea market and at the flea market they would sell these bags of lollipops you know these Lucas um you know uh spicy lollipops with watermelon oh, so they're wow. watermelons with the um the spice o- over it and um so I began to buy the pack of, I think it was 40 or I knew with the pack, um, I, I could buy the pack for four bucks yeah. and then I could sell it. Like if I sold every single lollipop for a quarter, right? Um, I could b- make 10 bucks. So that was like a significant, you know, a little, little profit. Oh, yeah, you're but, doing really well. <laughs> but, but to your point is, um, I didn't see it as anything. I just thought like, yeah, this is like basic buy the bag sell a lot of power for a quarter now my 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 basketball coach and, and i'm cutting it off and said hey squash that real quick but to your point you know you have you have these experiences as a child and it's like okay um was that the first time? And I, I didn't put that together until you shared your story and it just reminded me of this lollipop sharing event, you know? I'm gl- glad the clay taco brought out the best in you. <laughs> the, water, the watermelon pop seller. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now, what would you say is the most rewarding part of being a business owner? I think uh, the ability to affect change, mm-hmm. um, to influence people, to help them and meet meet their goals, um, mm-hmm. to be able to um, see what the client needs mm-hmm. and uh, align with that need mm-hmm. um, and serve them to the best of your ability 
to where they meet that goal and that need. And I think that's extremely important. I think people Mm -hmm. need people in the commercial real estate world who serve Mm-hmm. others and treat them with integrity and passion yes you know and and, and it's not because it's not about me mm-hmm. this is about somebody else's dream goal right you know and and need mm-hmm. and desire and so that's important to me it's it's neat to to serve them where, mm-hmm. they, where they are yes i could see how it's meaningful and fulfilling because and you, you tell me the kind of clients you deal with but i'm imagining a client who's starting the business for the first time or they're getting a property for their business for the first time and then you're able to help them fulfill that need and now you you two have this this really it's a lifelong bond of lucretia bach helped me to get my first real estate property ever and we always have that memory shared together mm-hmm. have you have, right and i have that i mean i have a I have a client I helped with an insurance. She was an insurance, brand new, relatively brand new insurance agent. And Mm -hmm. we got our first office and it was tiny, you know, it's tiny, Mm -hmm. narrow space in in a, um, in a space. And, and basically she, it was her first office and mm-hmm. she's just thrilled with it. Yes. She's going to outgrow it. Yes. And that, that's the goal, right? And then you yeah. can help her again. Well, we did a five-year lease. So, mm-hmm. at the end of five years, she's going to be crying probably for bigger space. <laughs> okay. But she has some options to get, you know, but, and, that, that and that's the beauty of what you do. You're helping these successful people. Right. Um, to, that are they're dreaming big. They're having a vision for their business. Sure. And to even hear you as the seller uh, and you're helping them be connected with these properties it's it's lovely to hear like your vision for them sure. her, hey you're, go- you're gonna outgrow this yeah i uh, think she will mm-hmm. I, I think she will especially with her plans and how she's doing things she's a good business person yes so. let me ask you about um the the person or if there was a person who was the biggest influence in your leadership journey and how did they influence you you know, I've had a lot of great influences in my life. When mm-hmm. if I had to pick one, mm-hmm. um, I had a leadership coach uh, when I first started. Go out. coaches! Yeah, go coaches! <laughs> right. I had a leadership coach when I first started in the business, mm-hmm. and uh, his name was Jim Dance with the yeah. Walter Strayer Group, mm-hmm. and um, he just really went through some of the principles of leadership. Mm-hmm. And I was very hungry to learn these things yes. at the time. And because I was leading a group of 56 people or wow. about to. Mm-hmm. And so I really needed that information. And I was able to take that information and apply it to my life and, and really uh, come back and, and be the kind of leader that I needed to be. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the word that, that stood out that you used is applying what you are hearing sure. to your life right because we can be in these situations where we have the best material ever right, right. the best content the best words the best teaching the best you know we could be re- receiving the best of the best of the best regarding content but without the application it almost is pointless yeah right so it's true so there's power in the application and, and that's what you were doing and I, i'm always surprised when i ask this question of who and then this the idea that it can you can pinpoint one person and as you said we probably all can list numbers of people sure. who poured into us invested in us but i love hearing you tie it back to this guy jim dance sure and but then what you you connected it with is he was giving you content you were applying 
yeah. right away and that you were hungry for it. Yeah. I've also seen people I don't want to be like Yes. You know, in leadership roles. Mm -hmm. And you learn, I think, uh, I think as a leader and, and someone who you, who influences people around you, no matter to what extent or what title or level, mm -hmm. um, you learn what not to do. Right. Right. There's cautionary tales around us. Yeah. You know, of, ooh, I never want to be like that guy, right? right? I don't want to do the squirrel that's called the squirrel management, come in, drop a, well, seagull management, come in, drop a bunch of poop and leave. Right. You know, and and I'm just not, that's just not me. I don't want to do mm -hmm. that. I don't want to, but you know, that's, I didn't know what it was called until Jim Dance told me. Yes. So Jim was a very big influence in my life mm -hmm. in leadership. And grateful to him. What it makes me think about, you know, and these are certainly, maybe that's a question I'll add to this little, this template of questions that I ask people, which is um, how have bad leaders, I mean, and I'm going to make a note to myself, how have bad influ leaders influenced your leadership journey? Because that's such a, it's, I, think, yeah. I think it's a relevant question because we, we all have have had them. Yeah. And some way it might have yeah. been a teacher, it might have, sadly, it might have been a parent yes. or a boss along the way, but we've either had them or seen them, mm -hmm. but they can teach us powerful lessons as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who inspired you? to open your own business. Actually, I guess we, we sort of discussed that one. So let me skip over that one. Um, what unique challenge have you overcome in your leadership journey? Well, I think the stinking thinking is the, the number mm -hmm. one thing that you have to really overcome. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, a battle. It may not be an everyday battle, mm -hmm. but it may be an every month battle, maybe once a week where you have to say, it depends on the person, absolutely. You know, absolutely yes. depends on the person, but um, and it might be every day for a few days, and you, you know, you just got in a bad place. But mm -hmm. um, stinking thinking is really important to overcome. And for me, I just um, sometimes I'm like, I get in, into that place of of questioning, you know, this or that or that or this, and mm -hmm. I just have to come out of it. I have to realize, no, I, this wasn't something that I just came up with. Mm -hmm. I was called into this. That's right. And um, I know what I, I was called into. Yes. Um, and I know what I've done well mm -hmm. for myself and for my family. Right. Because I, this wasn't just a journey that I just decided to do commercial real estate on my own. I've been mm -hmm. doing commercial real estate for a while, mm -hmm. but for my family. And we, my grandfather started in the commercial real estate business in the 50s and 60s. Nice. He, he bought uh, buildings. And so I have a heritage, a family heritage of doing this business. Mm -hmm. Um and applying it to uh, to my clients, so yes, so overcoming stinking thinking. Stinking thinking. Oh my goodness, mm -hmm. um, we can do a podcast on stinking thinking and yes. just have discussion about it. And we all we all relate to it. You know, I talk to people often. You know, of course, as a coach, one thing that we're doing is we're assessing their life, right? And sure. we're believing the change is paramount. We're clarifying a goal, a goal focus. But one thing we're doing is we identify or we. Um, we foresee the obstacles mm -hmm. and asking that question over and over again to a variety of people along the way what do you foresee as being an obstacle for you and over and over again it's my thoughts my yeah. doubts my fears my worries my insecurities sure. and um but no, i appreciate you sharing that because we can all relate to it you know we all relate right. to having thoughts that 
aren't building us up. They're not benefiting me. They're not helping me to be successful. Yes. If anything, they're like this dead weight that are holding me down. But I, I like how you segued that piece and you said, instead of getting like trapped by this, the stinking thinking, remembering your calling. Yeah, you have to choose. It has mm -hmm. to be a gut level choice sometimes. I, mm -hmm. I had a friend who used to say that you just have to make a, a cold-blooded choice mm -hmm. on certain things. Yes. And some days, no matter if you're the very best at what you do and you know you've been called and you know you're good at what you do, yes. some days it's just a, a cold-blooded choice to do it again that mm -hmm. day. You yes. know, because every day starts out the same. Mm -hmm. You wake up, you put your feet on the floor. Yes. That's exactly the same right. every day. You have to have a cold-blooded choice to get mm -hmm. up that day. Yes. So. Uh, one of the things I think about when it comes to me is we have these experiences in life, right? So it's so if we're lucky, we have like whatever. It might be 70% positive experiences, 30% bad. But some, yeah. some days it feels like, hey, this is 80% bad day and 20% good or something yeah. like that. But you have those days or you have those moments. I remember, you know, being in, in the insurance career and finding out that my job was being eliminated. You know, I was going through a layoff. In that moment, what I felt was I felt disposable, like yeah. thrown away. Like when they considered the contribution and talent that I was bringing to the table, versus my salary they were weighing those out and they said you know what the salary is more important to us so and I, and I don't know if it was exactly like that behind the scenes but i just what i felt i felt like that I, I wasn't worth it yeah but having to come back to my calling my vision is if some if i understand my value and if i understand my worth if i understand that i'm intelligent that i have valuable contributions to give to people sure. to your point of i know what i'm great at communication i've been told that my entire life if i understand that then this is what i need to be doing versus the role that i had before that i probably wasn't that great in it um in the first place and that wasn't part of my calling yeah yeah, yeah. now when it comes to being a business owner what unique challenge have you overcome in that space well i think i have had to differentiate myself from people from mm -hmm. other brokers and yes um, you know, I, yeah, I'm a real estate advisor. I'm a, I'm a realtor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm. You know, I, I'm. The the state considers me a realtor or a real estate agent, but mm. I'm an advisor. Um, and I've had to differentiate myself because a lot of people can sell real estate. Sure. Um, but you know, for me, it's it's about the passion and integrity behind it. Yes. I, it's about specializing in office properties. Mm -hmm. I specialize, and th there aren't a lot of people who really specialize. They'll mm -hmm. do any of it. Right. And so, I'm a little different. I want to, I focus on office properties. Mm -hmm. Does that mean I'm going to exclude everything? No, no, not necessarily. It just depends. It's a pick and choose kind of thing, what comes by and what I feel like I'm supposed to do, but mm -hmm. I, I feel I, I sense that that specializing uh, gives the advantage to my client, and I also have the ability to financially analyze the, mm -hmm. that property to such an extent where it really helps that client make a good decision on internal rate of return, cash on cash, mm -hmm. uh, capitalization rate, the things that are important in commercial real estate mm -hmm. um, to analyze the investment and and what what's a good investment for that person. Mm -hmm. Yes.
I remember the, one of the first presentations I've ever saw at, at Business Network International. It was you. It was the, the, the BNI group. You were sharing your passion for office. You, you held up a, um, a stapler remover. Yes. And it was the alligator. But yes. it, it, it connected your brand. Your, the image of what you want us to think about is office commercial real estate is Lucretia Bach, right? Yes. And it, and it worked and it was effective. And, um, and I think, as you brand yourself that way, it's something that now, now, now when I think about office, right? So even you were speaking, I was thinking about my sister. She has an office. My mom has an office right. and, and they have existing offices. And it's something that I, that it makes me want to go, let me go ask them how satisfied they are with their office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think just a few moments ago, I received a message from my sister asking me about the pros and cons of her, um, her office space. Sure. And, but it just, as you specialize, I think there's such a strength to it because you're able to, um, have this association in people's minds with your brand of okay you know office commercial real estate is who you are yeah and that's really important because um it's what i go after and it's what i i love office properties i Mm -hmm. it's kind of strange you know Mm -hmm. i've i've worked in large cities and large skyscrapers and i just think that's really cool yes you know Mm -hmm. and small small offices too so I got you. Now, how have you had a change in your leadership journey? Wow, you know, I've I really um, I was working and and I had a cousin who took me aside and and took me to lunch and basically uh, said, "Look, you're you're in a new role now." Uh, this was years ago, you mm-hmm. know, over over a decade and a half, mm-hmm. more than that, you know, and he said. You're you're doing the tasks. So what I was doing was, I was accomplishing tasks right mm-hmm. and left. I was extremely proficient and mm-hmm. doing what needed to get done. But I was rolling and absolutely bowling over people mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was young. I was in my twenties, and 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 I just didn't. I didn't value the 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 relational assets around me. Yes. And he was telling me, look, do you know this woman, this woman's grandchildren? Do you know their names? Do you know how many she has? Wow. And it was somebody I saw every day. Mm-hmm. And I came from a, a culture that they didn't care. Right. They didn't care about how many, you know, how many children you had, what a, mm-hmm. if you were married, if you were not married, they, they didn't care. So that was the culture I was bringing in, mm-hmm. you know, and he just. He kind of took me to lunch and said, you're in the wrong, mm-hmm. and it, you know, and you need to change. Yes. And you're in a different role now. Mm-hmm. You've got to be more relational. You've got to get things done from a relational standpoint and mm-hmm. just kind of take your time. You yes. Know? It's a, one, thank you for your vulnerability and being real sure. about that. I think um, hearing about that area, it, it, it would be a complete shot. I'm like, what? Like, the the Lucretia that I know, yeah, he cares about the people. You know, you're uplifting, you're positive, you're optimistic, you're generous when it comes to trying to help other people out that that I've seen. And uh, to think about like you not caring about the people again, it's 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 mind boggling because that's not your brand right now. Right. But sharing that part of your journey, and each of us has that has a moment along the way where we had to change, we had to grow, we had to be different if we were going to get to that next level in our lives. Sure. Um, but I, I, I appreciate that respect and I think it's a great challenge for us 
for anybody listening in or the people around us, do you know them? You know, mm-hmm. and it's not just, you know, it's not just, okay, your neighbor, but do I know my neighbor's name? You know, do I, I'm, sure. a, I'm asking him questions like, okay, of the neighbors around me, how many do I know? No, you know, and um, so I think it's a great call in knowing people deeper and not in, in valuing them. I, I like that phrase you used as well. Now, how have you had to improve in owning your own business? Well, I really, um, sometimes I get away from the core things I need to be doing. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference between doing the business and working in the business and working on the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was working on the business too much and not working in the business enough. Mm. So I was doing a whole lot of networking yes, and and things like that where I really needed to be working in the business. So, if, for example, prospecting calls, I got to, you know, I've got to do a better job of doing my calls and I've done mm-hmm. a better job over the last three weeks, you know. Nice. And so I've, I've really applied myself and uh, done my calls and I have to be careful because, you know, I'm. Um, I can only do so much. I, I, some mm-hmm. people can do a hundred calls a day, and I just, you know, I that's, just, a, that's intense. That's very intense, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not there. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not at the hundred calls a day. Sure, because I'm so relational that I want to be, I want to be viable. I want to be mm-hmm. relevant to the person. Yes, and I don't change. I, you know, I I think about the person in front of me. Mm-hmm. You know, even if I was trained to to just keep going and you know do it, I. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm more uh, thoughtful about that next call and that person because mm-hmm. I want to talk to the person, not the, not just the 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 number, mm-hmm. you know, the phone number. So. Wow. No. It, it's um. It, it's an upward call for me. I think about the amount of networking things that I do in my business, and I'm asking, but the idea of working. You said it in versus on. Mm-hmm. And so, in the if I understand it right, this is my first time hearing this phrase, by the way, which I sure. love, and I'm putting that in my files, by the way. Um, but so, on the business is like networking with other people who could potentially lead you to um, clientele. Mm-hmm. But then, working in the business is is those calls to the clientele themselves. Is that the yeah? One? So we in commercial real estate, you have to um, get the property owners and. Mm-hmm. It's a long process, but you basically make a database of property owners. Okay. It takes a lot of effort and it's not just a, oh, well, here's a list, call the list. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You have to create your own business and create your own your own database. So yes. it's calling for me, working in it is calling those people and mm-hmm. having something of value for them mm-hmm. to talk about. Yes. Um, because I I want to engage them in relationship and it's really the only way to do it. Otherwise, mm. you're not going to know right. who these people are. That's right. You know, I mean, otherwise you're spraying people like a like a, a shotgun as opposed to a rifle approach. Mm. So, okay. Ooh, deep. So, Another good analogy. I need, to, I need to dissect that one a little bit. Yeah. So, shotgun. So, the, is that the spray? That's a spray. Yeah. Rifle. The, rifle is the targeted marketing calls that um, I make. They're prospecting calls. Gotcha. Some people call it cold calling, but it's really not cold because you have their name, you have the where their where their property is. Mm-hmm. You know a lot more about them than they probably want you to know. <laughs> but you see how much they paid in taxes last right, year for their right. buildings. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. I like that. I, I'm, I think I'm going to take those two principles for sure away. The in working 
on the company versus in the company. Right. And then the shotgun approach versus the rifle. Sure. All right. You want to do the rifle. Do the rifle. Targeted. Yeah. All right. Now. Sniper. Business sniper. How have you continued to grow in your leadership journey? Gosh. um, You know, I think... I think I've just continued to apply the principles that I learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I continue to reevaluate, re- reassess, and apply principles I hear, pick up the things that work and apply them, mm-hmm. drop the things that don't, yes. and go forward. Yes, I like that. And I think there's a principle at, uh, in coaching, I think about two, these two like pillar principles. It's There's a part of it where I want to explore with my clients right. what's helped them be successful, right? Sure. So I was working with, you know, this past weekend, I was working with a client who she just finished her master's degree, and but she's looking for more success, right? Which is why, you know, where I come in. And she's sharing with me the journey, and I'm going, okay, well, let's, what's helping you be successful, what helped you be successful with that master's degree, let's explore what helped you be successful right there. And those strategies that helped you to get the master's degree can potentially be used to help you with other areas of your life, your your fitness, your social life. You know, we can just use the same success principles that helped you in one er- arena of your life in other areas. And to your point about application and trying things out and seeing what works, I think it's such a valuable lesson because there's what I what I talk about is there's the the journey into past success, but then there's the the nurturing of creativity right what have i never tried that i can try now sure you know even more like when i'm talking to people about like fitness and let's say they want to lose 10 pounds for whatever reason and they pick that out but um but if what about trying something like to your point of that i've never tried before let me mm-hmm. try out i've never done group exercise or i've never had a trainer or i've never what have you never done you know nowadays there's so many things to try out right sure. you, oh, can, yeah. you can have a virtual trainer at your house who goes through a workout with you you know from your phone um but there's so many things you could try out so i i, I like the principle of trying like you have these new experiences that, that are really contributing to your growth in your leadership journey yeah yeah all right what experience has helped you grow the most in your leadership journey? I think the mistakes I make. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you're not taking risk, yes, and you're not making mistakes, um, then you're not learning anything. Mm. My great-grandfather used to say, you're, you ain't learning nothing when you're talking unless you're saying the wrong thing. Oof. So he would- I'm gonna he, take that one. Mm-hmm. So he- he also said a whole lot of other things I probably shouldn't repeat, too. <laughs> I never really knew him. He died of a heart attack, but he... Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, yeah, but he was my great-grandfather, so... But anyway, he um, he hones, honed in on that principle that, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're doing something wrong, you're not learning anything. Yes. And I think we have a whole host of people now who are afraid mm-hmm. to make mistakes. Yes. And we can't be afraid to make mistakes. And I think you grow as a business owner, you grow as a leader when you trip and fall and you fall on your face and you're able to do something different. Yes. Um, Because you tried it. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the the mark of success is how many times you get it up, not how many times you fall. Preach it. Preach that. You've got to fall. Mm -hmm. You know? You've got to fall, and 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 I think that's 
extremely important when you're mm-hmm. when you're working and when you're when you're doing life. Yes. So fall, but always get up. Oh yes. Hey, you're giving me some great quotes. I'm taking all this away right there, which is your first resp- that idea of mistakes and uh, and I think about like a baby like learning to walk. Like, right. They're trying falling, trying falling. Nobody will look at that baby and say, oh, how stupid or how foolish or what are you doing? It's like, no, no, no. Like when it comes to a baby trying to walk, we think it's adorable, it's cute, it's funny, it's just uplifting. It's all positive, all good. Yeah. And they're making a lot of mistakes, but they're taking on this new venture of life. But when it comes to us, sometimes we could be so hard on ourselves when it comes to a mistake. And I'll tell you, when I make a mistake, depending on you know the kind of mistake it is, I feel that emotional. I feel the sadness or the anger or the disappointment or the shock or whatever it is along the way. And in, in, uh, to how you described it, that helps us grow so much because I remember the pain of that mistake and how I want to learn from it. I want to avoid that pain again if I can. Sure, absolutely you do. I mean, but see, there's some benefit to pain too. Mm-hmm. You just described it. It's, I want to avoid it. So I won't repeat that again. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that answer. Again, you give me a lot of great content. And that's that's the goal of these. It's just, hey, let's have great conversations, get great content. And you did not disappoint. So let's talk about community. Okay. How are you using your leadership gift in the community? Well, I think a couple things I've been in a leadership class and and mm-hmm. you know we we have an incubator coming up pretty soon with the local school district and so i'm gonna you know kind of kind of check that out see if they need mentors oh, so that that just like came that. up today all right so actually uh, i got the email about it yesterday and it clarified it today so i'm looking forward to doing that mm-hmm. um maybe help some high school kids uh with some of their ideas and incubator uh business incubator so that's kind of cool and also i'm exploring opportunities with um the habitat for humanity restore uh Mm -hmm. not not the restore itself but the habitat for humanity affiliate to see uh if there's a board position available i know there's currently not but Mm -hmm. um that doesn't mean that you can't uh you can't say look i'm interested when you have a place Mm. Uh, when you have a position of, uh, available, I'm interested in, and you can only be a board member for three years. Wow. So, um, that would be something I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pursuing at this point. It's, it's a fascinating one. And I, I don't know how the process works. I'm not on a board or never been on a board in that sense, but I think you, you give us a vision of, what we could potentially be doing to to be to serve in the community because in that board role like you're providing some leadership you're providing some consultation with the experience that you have to be able to help add value to the organization and it's something um i think it's a rare but powerful initiative in giving back to the community and serving in a way that i think is unique and it really helps with your um, I think with anybody's brand to be able to serve, hey, I'm on the board of this sure. organization, not just to say that I'm on the board, but you bring a lot of expertise to the table. Right. Yeah. All right. So you gave us some great content already. One, I want to say thank you again for joining the show. But before we close, I want to hear about your love for mini dachshunds. My love for mini dachshunds. Mm-hmm. You got me on that one. <laughs> yeah. So I really, um, I've really loved uh animals a long time uh, but i had a friend who had dachshunds 
and I fell in love with the breed, mm. um, especially the short hair uh, mini dachshund because they're less maintenance. Yes. So I'm very kind of a low, please don't give me a whole lot I have to do right, when right. it comes to a, an animal. Let mm. me like not have a lot of grooming and things like that that I have to do, get done. Right. Maintain that animal a whole lot. You know? mm. So I have Grace, the mini dachshund. She is a, her official name because she's a, she's a red piebald mini dachshund, mm-hmm. which is a very unique color oh. uh, and some people call it party color but she's she's two colors oh she's, wow she's red dominant red with mm-hmm. white even though she's mostly white so mm-hmm. anyway long and short of it is uh she's uh, uh, about 10 pounds mm-hmm. and uh she's a highlight she was uh paralyzed in may she got Whoa. injured got injured and uh and she was paralyzed and down for two months and then i noticed that she was scratching behind her ears with her back leg which means she wasn't paralyzed anymore she could walk so she's walking now so we're grateful for that miracle but come on healing baby that's That's it so she's been healed and um now she snuggles just as well as she did before the injury so right yeah so she's really great her official name she's purebred her official name is amazing grace bach so she's uh, she is amazing because she's bounced back from hardship. I love it. I love it. More power to amazing Grace Bach. Yeah. All right, my friend. Well, again, thank you for joining me on the show. Thanks for having me. Great time together. If you're tuning in, I'm here with Lucretia Bach, and this is the Strong Life Coach Podcast where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Be sure to like the podcast, rate it well, comment on it, share it, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.